today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. We've all talked about uh, rising energy costs plenty of times on this show. Of course, uh, just last weekend, Premier Kathleen Wynne came out and said that uh, this was a mistake, uh, but didn't really specify what was a mistake or, more importantly, what the solution was on how to fix it and uh, why, if we're making a mistake, we continue to go down the same track. To talk more about all of this, Andrea Horvath is with us, leader of the provincial NDP, and she is with us now. Hello, Andrea. How are you today? I'm good, Scott. Thanks. How are you? Thank you very much for taking the time to join us. I'm fine, and uh, we certainly do appreciate your time. When did you notice, I mean, obviously you've been around the ledge for a while, when did you notice the government tone change in the legislature regarding electricity prices Then that the, and, and, and understand or realize the fact that people were hurting on this uh you know i i think um i think that changed i mean i don't even know to be honest with you scott i don't even know that they're actually sincere to be frank i'm just so tired of this government who has been so out of touch with the people of this province for so long that i don't i don't trust anything they do for a minute i don't even trust that they're sincere about this because i think it's just a, a ploy to get reelected. so i'm being a bit cynical i admit it um, oh, don't you worry about that, Andrea. We all are nowadays, it seems. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on on her saying this is a mistake? Well, look, I think there's a couple of things. I mean, first of all, what? Like, what exactly yeah. are you apologizing for? And I asked this to her in question period, are you really, like, what is it that you're admitting is a mistake? Um, or was it just something that you put out there to make yourself and, and your Liberal Party feel better over on the weekend? I mean... Really, what's the purpose? You, if you're not going to describe exactly what it is that it was the mistake, then how is everybody going to hold you to account uh, to fix that mistake if we don't even have a definition of what it was? Uh, so, uh, you know, again, it's just it's, a, it's the same old uh, kind of liberal trick, and um, uh, and I'm tired of it. She did this in 2014. Was there and any response? Was there any response when you said when you asked what the mistake was and and what are we going to do to? No, she talked. Well, she did. She did. She did. Talk about how people are hurting, and the uh, you know she she realizes that they, she wasn't paying attention to you know the people the people of Ontario and their bills and how much they had to pay and you know and, and it went on and on. But did she identify what which part of her failed plan was a mistake? Was it the privatization of green energy? Is it the sell off of Hydro One? Uh, is it the private power deals that they've been signing for over twenty years in this province? I mean. I would say it's all of those things, but uh, but no, she was not specific, and um, and was you know uh, I guess um, well one would have to judge whether or not she was uh, uh, being genuine or not in her concern quote in quotation marks air quotes concern uh, about Ontarians. Look, I've been hearing it across Ontario for two years now, three years. I've been hearing it that people are struggling, people are having a hard time. They don't see their government working for them, doing things in their best interest. Instead, they see. Sorry, but the rich getting richer, I know it sounds cliche, but some inside folks, the folks at the top, are doing very, very well after 13 years of liberals at the helm. And everybody else is worried not only about themselves and their current inability to have the quality of life that they used to have, but they're, they're beside themselves about what we're doing to the next generation. What are we leaving for the next generation? If admitting mistake, would you not see this coming? Would you not do due diligence on all of this and see how it is going to affect Ontarians? No, this, this whole plan was 
was a plan, that, particularly on the uh, privatized, privatized green energy plan. Look, this was uh, George Smitherman, you know, cobbled this thing together uh, to make headlines uh, for the newspapers, not not to do anything uh, specific around making sure that we were affordably bringing uh, renewables onto the grid. I mean, if we wanted to do the right thing, uh, we wouldn't end up in this situation where we have community pitted against community and farmer against farmer. Uh, I mean, they've made a mess of the file, and meantime, the Auditor General says it's costing us $8 billion uh, more than it should uh, because of the, of, of the lucrative contracts they, they signed with the private, uh, the private sector. And that's just the green energy file. The same thing is happening on the, on the more traditional side of the fence, whether it's nuclear or whether it's, uh, or whether it's um, uh, gas or, or, or whether it's uh, any other source of energy, hydroelectric. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty serious. Uh, obviously, uh, you feel the same way as I do in the sense that she does owe us some sort of explanation of, of what she means by mistake. And, and, you know, my thought is, shouldn't you come clean on this just simply to share this information with other provinces, the premiers of other provinces, the prime minister of the country? I mean, you know, all the provinces are dealing with this. Cap and trade is on the way. Uh, prime Minister Trudeau mentioned about cutting coal by 2030. So we're all heading down this path. Why would she not stand up and say, hey, you know what? We jumped the gun on this. Here we made some mistakes or we made mistakes. Here's how we do it right. I mean, doesn't she at least owe us that so we don't put the rest of the country through this? Well, I mean, there, there's no no doubt at all in my mind that there's a lot of lessons to be learned. But but I fear that that's not the focus here. The focus here is about uh, protecting her own political skin and, and those of um, of the folks that are connected to her, and it's it's not about the you know the broader uh, public good. Uh, I mean, I, sadly, I've not seen it be about the broader public good uh, from this win Liberal government or the McGuinty Liberal government before her. Should this be a national discussion? Is, is shouldn't this be something we should be sharing from province to province? Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely, 100%. I mean, when you look at provinces on either side of Ontario, like Quebec and Manitoba, that have maintained public electricity systems, um, you know, from the time that they were, uh, they were, you know, initiated 100 years ago, those two provinces continue to have rates that are less than half of what we're paying here in Ontario. Granted, smaller provinces in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, you know, population to serve, uh, but they've not gone down the privatization route at all, and they're paying less than half of what we're paying. Yet provinces like Nova Scotia, for example, that's privatized theirs uh, even before we privatized ours, uh, they're paying you know, pretty much as high of rates as, as what we're paying here in Ontario. So what is the solution here? How, how do you unravel this mess? Exactly. How do you unscramble the egg, if you will? Uh, the egg that's you know yeah. starting to stink here in Ontario. Look, I think there's a number of things that have to be done. Uh, first and foremost, we have to stop any further sell-off of Hydro One. We have to actually get uh, the HST off the bills because it's not coming off. It's just a temporary rebate that they've they've done, which I think is a mistake. Uh, they should have actually taken the HST off. They shouldn't have never put it on in the first place. Who's getting who? Uh, but the, we also need to take a, a hard look at all of those contracts that have been signed by the Liberals. We have to take at the a look at the Ontario Energy board, which is supposed to be a watchdog for consumers, but it's turned into a rubber stamper of increases uh, for the private energy contractors. 
uh, you know, there's a number of pieces. We have to pull together uh, the Auditor General, uh, the Financial Accountability Officer, uh, experts in, in the energy field, uh, consumer advocacy groups, and sit down and figure out how do we take this province back to a place where power or electricity is an asset and a benefit and where it's provided for the public good at a cost, uh, at a cost, uh, uh, at, at cost. So without huge profits being built in uh, for private interests and, and for private uh, uh, for private companies. Uh, I guess this is a question I should be asking the Premier, but um, if she has admitted a mistake and that this isn't, you know, the, whatever it is, it's not working, uh, isn't that an open door? Isn't that an opportunity to fix the system? I mean, she's already admitted it's a mistake, so she's suffering the PR outfall or fallout from it anyway. Why not just fix it? Well, I mean, this is this is where where I where I don't this is where I don't have much faith in in why it is that she's made that acknowledgement. Yeah. Um, you know, if there were if there was any reality behind that acknowledgement, some of these huge systemic issues in our electricity system, as I've described them, uh, would be on the, would be on the table. Do you know they they would be upfront and and straight up about the the fact that these are some of the drivers, but they're not acknowledging that, they're not admitting that, and they're you know they're going to tinker around the edges, uh, and and it's not going to help people. Look, they've announced a couple of programs already, uh, and and people are telling me, look, I've got a twelve hundred dollar electricity bill, forty bucks is not going to make a difference for me, hmm. right? Did we she... have people that are using generators, generators to try to keep their fridge going so that they can keep food in the house. I still have I... Ontario that anybody wants to live in. And you know, Andrea, I still have a hard time have a hard time understanding they couldn't see this coming. They couldn't, and and whether they just thought the they public would accept this or no, they, they didn't. They absolutely did not do their due diligence. And in fact, that's part of the reason why the uh, we tried to force and we did force them to put in place a financial accountability officer, somebody who who has the responsibility to look at the schemes that the government's cooking up and project whether or not those schemes are going to be financially responsible, whether they're going to work, whether they're going to uh, have the outcomes that the government claims they're going to have. Uh, this is uh, similar to an office that was, was uh, in place in Ottawa, uh, and it, uh, it certainly forced the federal government on various projects to, to back away uh, from, a, uh, from a, a wrong-headed path on, on a particular contracts, particularly with jets, I remember, uh, but a couple of other things as well. And that's what, that's what uh, we have now. I mean, but hindsight's twenty twenty. We should have had a financial accountability officer in place in, in, you know, for the entire time this Liberal government has been in office, because if it wasn't the gas plant cancellation, if it wasn't, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the I mean, improper way that they signed contracts, both in, in the uh, in traditional fuels as well as in, in green energy, if it wasn't the e-health uh, scandal, if it wasn't the orange air ambulance uh, uh, crisis, Scandal. I mean, look at all of these things uh, happened under this government's watch. They had, they had very, very little, uh, I think, uh, accountability, and of course, they had very, very little um, understanding of what they were doing. Uh, they did not do their due diligence, uh, and they were not acting uh, in a in a kind of. A, a proper fiduci- with a fo- proper fiduciary responsibility to the people of this province. Did she, or has she said at all when she would address her mistake, when she would, uh, you know, um, say how she was going to fix this at all, or what the solution no, was? No, I mean, she keeps claiming in, le- in the legislature that she will be, or that the, the Minister of Energy will be rolling out 
Uh, more more announcements to try to help people manage their bills. Uh, Are you worried that's in the form of rebates? It just passes this on to the next generation? Well, I I, I certainly hope it isn't because there needs to be some real digging uh, and we have to turn this ship around so that it operates in the best interest of people again. One last question. What can the other provinces and even the Prime Minister uh, learn from this as we all head down this road? Uh, uh, Do your due diligence. Make sure that uh, what you are doing is putting people and our economy and people and jobs at the center of everything that you do. If you have a goal that you need to that you are looking to achieve, make sure that what you put in place is something that's transparent, uh, that's uh, that's effective, uh, and that uh, that's actually fair, and that it doesn't overburden uh, certain folks. I mean, this is what we've asked the government on their green energy, or rather their um, uh, their cap and trade plan. We've asked for transparency, fairness and to make sure it's effective, but we don't have any assurances on any of those, you know, these those three uh, kind of requirements. So I would say uh, those are the, the, the top things. Make sure that people are at the center of the plan, people and good jobs, and make sure that it's fair, effective, and transparent, transparent and that you do full due diligence with third-party review, independent, nonpartisan, third-party review of any plan before, before you start to implement. Andrea Horvath has been with us, leader of the provincial NDP. Andrea, thanks for the time and insight. Much appreciated. My pleasure, Scott. You take care. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.